Hello and welcome to the Loose Forward Podcast. I'm Andy. I'm Bobby. And we're still one down, but we're still all about Rugby League. The M62 and beyond. Hello. Hello. We are still one down, you may have noticed. We are. Um, uh, Callum has had a a bit of a horrendous time moving house and... Uh, he's still unpacking all sorts of stuff and all sorts of stuff at work. Um, but uh, he assures us he's not dumped the pod and he'll be back next week. Just like a commitment, really. Isn't I it? think so, yeah. So, but H- uh, House or pod? That's <laughs> what you got to ask yourself these days. I think so. Uh, but uh, he'll be back next week. Yes. In the meantime, we shall we shall carry on regardless. As the beautiful South once said. Yeah. Carry on. You say yellow, so you know the song and you don't, do you? Yeah. You don't know that. Uh, yeah. Sing it then. Uh, I'm not a public singer. All right, fair enough. Yeah. Okay. Um, what's been going on this week then? Uh, Cheltenham started. Cheltenham has started. And um, yeah, you were up, weren't you, yesterday? I was. But regardless, of that, don't you just love Cheltenham Tuesday? Don't you just love that feeling in the air of, of Cheltenham starting? Yeah, although I must admit... I love racing, but it's not something I particularly want to go to. And I look at the crowd just today; it would like it really do be edited. Yeah, I think me too. Yeah. I, 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 we've we've been to we've been to a couple in the in the past. Yeah, um, it's, where it's been all right. Like it's I, a bit quieter, and you know, I'd probably go for the experience once. I'd go on the coach, get and get in a nice stand. Yeah, but that that'd be it. Would you um, do Would you do all your betting online? Just don't leave your spot in case someone takes it. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Who are you? You'd, seed you'd filler. move anyway, would you? No. Definitely. Who, who are you? Seed filler. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anything else this week? Uh, Have you tweeted anything about Nazi Germany or anything this week? I, I haven't. No, but what I do think, right, is... Matt, did you watch Match of the Day? Um, I flicked it on just because I was curious to see how it would look. and Yeah. But I didn't watch it, no. Right. Well... I just thought I was watching Super League highlights on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, I heard it only lasted about 20 minutes. Yeah, but there's no commentary or anything. It was exactly the same as what we get every week, and people are moaning about it. We get that in Rugby League every <laughs> single week. And we don't get, like, two million viewers exactly. watching that either, Stop do we? Stop moaning about it, football. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So. Anyway, shall I run through what we've got on tonight? Yes. Right, so we've got the review, which we're going to whiz through this week because we've got an extended uh, we've got an extended interview tonight. So we're going to do the review. Uh, we've got some stats, have we? We have, yes. Yes, uh, we've got stats and we've got a little, a, a little cheeky good one, bad one. Yep. Uh, NRL results. And then we welcome tonight uh, from uh, Ramblings of a Saint podcast, uh, uh, Twitter's, do you want to say infamous, Johnny Lou. Yes. Uh, so I'm looking forward to Johnny because he's very um, pro IMG. We're going to have a discussion about uh, we're going to have a discussion about his rugby league journey and uh, uh, some IMG stuff. Yeah, and uh, then we go on to Bry because we can't forget about Bry, can we? No, of course we can't. Uh, even as much as we like to, do we, we try to? <laughs> you know, um, just so people know when we get to Bry. Um, he did send me a video of three stages of Scouse. Oh, no. Um, and, it, like, the last one ended up sounding like Pingu. <laughs> and that reminded me of Bry. <laughs> so, I believe even his wife has now changed his profile picture to Pingu. <laughs> That's brilliant. You know when he talks nonsense, like, and he comes yeah. on and he's like... <laughs> 
I don't know, look at her, look at her, look at her, they're, they're all Wakefield. Like that, right? It's like, it sounds like, it does, like, so So when he comes on and we do say, hello there, Pingu, yep. then people know why. Yep, yeah, definitely. And that wasn't Bri on the phone then, by the way, that was me doing an impression of Bri. Did you think Bri was on? Really? Yeah. I thought I'd accidentally clicked the call button. <laughs> no, it was me. Oh. <laughs> um, and then uh, and then we're out. Yes, we so are. That was it. So, I think without further ado, we need to go on with this, don't we? We do. So much to love about rugby league in this part of the world, and more than just the pork rolls at Warrington and the pies at Wigan. There's tradition and history and great grounds and great fans. And then there's the weather. And if you don't like it, well... You just have to put up with it. Tough titties. Yes, well, we are in for our round four review of Super League. And I think we, well, I I think we just started the start of the week on the Thursday. Okay. Uh, And that was where we probably saw a, uh, well, not a result, not a shock, but not a result that probably many didn't see coming. And that is Wigan 10 Catalan 18. Yeah. Do you know what? When I, when I look back on this and I think about this one after the event, mm. yeah, we've mentioned this week, right, uh, the last few weeks, uh, people have said about how much Wigan have improved and how much of a threat to the title they are, etc., etc. right? They've got a really, really good backline. They've signed centres this year. Yep. You know about French and Field. Um, Marshall we spoke about last week in tremendous form I think Harry Smith potentially is the standout scrum half in, in Super League alongside Lewis Dodd for example in the future in yeah. years to come yeah right not convinced with the standoff with Cade Cust mm. personally I don't think he's that I don't think he's he's pulling up any trees yeah. personally but the Achilles heel at Wigan is the pack yeah, I just don't think the pack is up to the standards of the backs. And I think Catalan, traditionally, have had a really strong, big pack. Yeah. And I think that's what's happened here. Their big pack have bullied Wigan's pack and the backs have never, Wigan's backs have never got the chance to express themselves. Yeah, I think so. And we, we, say, it, uh, we say it an awful lot. You can have the best back line in the world really can't you but if your forwards aren't making the meters you you need to thrive you're getting like you just said you're getting bullied every week exactly and I think that's where maybe Wigan have maybe gone slightly wrong this season they have maybe focused too much attention in that back line and not enough in there in the pack as you've just as you've just stated but um Question for you. I know it's early. Question for you. I know yeah. it's I know it's early on. I know it's only round four, but a Catalan still going to finish second bottom for you? <laughs> Based on the way that Wakefield, Hull, and Castleford have been playing, no. Will they make the playoffs? Um, I'm still not convinced about that. Okay, I know they've had a good start, but I'm still not convinced about that. Um. Ask me again in another four games or so, and then I think we might have a better answer. Yeah, fair enough. Well, uh, shall we shall we move on? Yeah. Okay. Um, let's move on to the Friday game where we saw Huddersfield take on the Castleford Tigers, and Huddersfield came in with a win, thirty six 
point thirty six points to six. Yeah. Sorry, I can get that out then. Huddersfield oh. <laughs> played a game less than than other teams. They have, and the last couple of games, so they've looked better week by week. I think. Yes, I agree. They um, they had a couple of nice tries. Uh, the 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 will the the Chris McQueen second through the little dummy and went in yeah because um, he was a big try scorer for them last year he was he was you know he got his fair share for a second row he was but it has to be said that some of the tries were so soft from Castleford's defence every week I seem to come on here and say Castleford's defence Castleford's defence and it's it doesn't change week in week no. out and yet. They haven't won the wet paper towel award. I know. That but, is... <laughs> which is bad. That is bad. Um, but you're right. They were falling off tackles. There was no commitment to the tackle. Um, they're just looking a mess as a club at the minute, Castleford. You, mm. You've got to worry for them. Um, I think it's good news for Wakefield. Yeah. And good news for Hull. Because they, they also look like awful at the minute. There's somebody else that is actually on a, that's actually playing as badly as they are. Yeah. Um, I think um, Will Price was the standout here today for me. Again, yeah. Um, really good try and a lovely little assist for Jake Bibby, the kick through for his try. Yeah, that was uh, that was really nice. Yeah. Don't know why it went to the screen, but... You know. No, um, but I don't... The result was, was never in danger and it's a really interesting one this week for Huddersfield because they, they go on to play Wigan at home and we've just spoke about. Mm-hmm. That'll be an, that'll will be an interesting game on on the back of their improved performances and and Wigan a little bit in and out I think at the minute that'll be an interesting one yeah I think that's yeah but um, Castleford just um, just looking a bit of a mess mm, definitely well speaking of I'm not going to say soft abysmal defence I think is is the better term. And I think we're coming on to potentially your wet paper towel of the week. Or if I'm wrong, then I would like to know who takes it. But we go to Hull, where they took on Salford. And it was Hull 14, Salford 60. I did watch Callum's team on Saturday. Okay. And they could have been in with a shout of wet paper towel defence, I'll be honest. (laughs) But, no... Hull FC have definitely taken the wet paper towel defence of the week because I I, I watched the highlights. Of it. Well, I, I didn't see the... It was streamed live and I didn't see it. Yeah. Um, but I watched the highlights and I can't believe what I was seeing at times. I mean, there was one particular tackle by... I, 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 I can't use the word tackle. Attempted, attempted stop, sort of turnstile thing by Tex Hoy. What was he doing? He just sort of like threw him over the line. Yeah, it was. It was like, oh, I've, oh, I've tried. Oh, oh no, we didn't try. That's the point. It was a try, but they didn't try. <laughs> it was just. We all know how good Salford's attack can be on the day, and there was probably one. Maybe two tries where you think, well, you know what, you could probably score that past most teams. The that little inside ball they have, and you know, outside, inside, up the middle, that can happen to yeah. a few teams. So you know, and the marks need uh, steps. Yeah, you know, good tries. Can you do more? Yeah, probably. See, but 
see, I don't want to take things away from Salford here, right? Mm. Because Salford were free flowing, they threw the ball around, they ran the ball, they were exciting. But would they have been able to do that against a, one of the one of the better teams? I mean, they've done it in the past, but probably not like, not like that. No, probably not. Not like. I that. mean, the thing is, is you know, not only were Hull not even when when you when you're defending like that and you, you're falling off people, it wasn't even that at times. There was, I think, maybe two, maybe even three tries where they had players queuing up yeah. to cross the line. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. It's embarrassing. embarrassing. That's right. I don't know what Tony Smith said at half time. It didn't work because they let no. two tries in the first five minutes of the second half. Well, he was probably still walking up to his seat for the first one. Yeah. I think they scored for about 40 seconds it's, into the second half, didn't the they? The problem with that, whatever you've said at half time has gone out the window then. Yeah. It's gone. So that's the thing. Oh, I've got to tell you on this game, right? I had a bet builder thing. All right, go on. And all they had was four try scorers. <laughs> okay. Yeah? Right, Adam Swift in. Uh, Tim Lafay in. Mark Sneed in. Ken Seo. Oh, come on! <laughs> Sixty points and Ken Seo didn't score. Do you know what? Do you know what it was? A hundred to one. You joke for those four. A hundred to one. Oh no! And I was like, come. You're a, you're a winger, you're the top try scorer, you're the best finisher they've got. Just score! Oh, no. And he didn't. I couldn't believe, honestly couldn't believe it. But I will get one of them right one of these days. You will do. Have you yeah. won one of them ever? No. Have you not? No, but I will mm. do. Anyway. Anyway, uh, moving go. on. Moving on from disappointing Ken Seo <laughs> To what I think was maybe... The shock of the week, especially after the uh, the half time, Lee twenty St Helens twelve. Twenty two twelve was it? Twenty twelve. Twenty twelve. Oh, was it? I've got the wrong score down then. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, we're going to talk to Johnny about this a little bit because I want to. I want to touch on Saints' form at the moment. Yeah. Can't keep using the hangover thing from Australia forever. No, you can't. Um, ridiculously, I look online and absolutely ridiculously the way that, that some fans are already calling for Paul Wellens' head. Yeah, ridiculous. They're already comparing him to the likes of Kieran Cunningham and he's played, he's, he's three games in, four games in. It's no, three because they, they missed the first And round. it shows how some fans are spoilt, to be honest. Yeah. Every, when you've supported a team for a long time, no matter what team it is, I don't care who it is, whether it's Saints, Wigan, or whatever, whoever you support one of the bigger teams or whatever, you still have more downs than ups. Yeah. No matter no matter what, for years. And it and and sport and success goes in cycles. Yeah, it does. And you can't win everything every year. No. And it's you know, you can't do that. And you can't win every game. And Saints have been the the benchmark for the last four or five years. Yeah. And you know, and they have done it at different parts in Super League's history as well. Um, just as Wigan did when, in the eighties and nineties, when, well, they were they were playing against Postman and things like, that. <laughs> you know, they were the benchmark. Weren't yeah, of they? course they were. You know, um, every team has a, a success. Leeds have had it at certain times. Saints have had it, and then the fans get spoiled by expecting this success all the time. Yeah, but 
we're going to touch on this with Johnny in a little bit, so I don't want to really rattle on about it too much. What I will say is, is that for the second week in a row, I don't think the Saints scored a point in the second half. Yeah, that is correct. Yeah, they didn't they didn't score after the first 15, 20 minutes, no. I don't think. And they seem to be running out of steam as they did against Leeds the week before and did it again against Lee here. Yeah. Um, the only thing that I would... I think there's two things to worry about from, from Saints' point of view. One is that uh, the second half, apart from that second half performance. One is the left edge defensively doesn't see... It seems a target for teams at the moment. Uh, Benison and... Horrell. Benison and Horrell or Ritson if he fills in. Yeah. yeah. Seems a, a bit of a target for teams. Yeah, it does. And again, um, they lost the way uh, with Matty Lee's in the Simbin. And again, you know, they're not finishing, they're not playing games at the minute with 13 players for 80 minutes. No, they're not. And I know, again, I know you can't, like you said at the start, you can't use the Australia hangover uh, forever. But when you keep getting players put in the bin mm. and you it's not helping. you are making your other 12 teammates work harder because they have to cover your position, mm. it's even harder to get over the Australia hangover because you're not allowing yourself and your teammates to to yeah. rest up. Yeah, they need to do I think they need to do better. They've got Hull at home this week. Yes, they are. And the way there's no excuses there, the way Hull have been playing. No. So they need to get it they need to get it better this week, I think. Um, but what's happening at Lee? There's something Some, special going on at the LSV. Yeah, there's something in the water, isn't there? <laughs> yeah, and it's not um, and it's not where Leto's took a a, a, a Leco. <laughs> Leto took a Leco. Yeah, and it's not that, is it? I oh mean, dear. But uh, you know, I mean, as Carol Decker would say, to pow. <laughs> They they have been you know on on fire haven't they? They have they have they really are. And, they, and do you know what? And I, I do think sorry to interrupt. Do nope. think that part of it as well. This home thing is this whole experience thing. This building this cauldron of excitement and this atmosphere and this fortress. And I, I can only take my hat off to them for that because I, I do think that that has that has a real effect on the crowd on the and then that that gets the atmosphere that gets the team lifted. I really do think that as an older... And uh, do you know what? Hats off to Derek Beaumont and Lee for that because I think that is absolutely fantastic. I think superb. No, I totally agree. Uh, he's, he's like you've said, he's building that experience and what that does is it draws crowds. Yeah. And when you have when you have a full stadium and the crowd is right behind your team, 12 nils, nothing. No. You can come back from that. It, it's the, There's that never-die attitude and... If they keep doing this at home, this home form, yeah, this home. I know they got beat at Salford at home on this first day, but I'm talking about the experience and the way it builds and things like that. The home performances could take them to the edge of the playoffs. It could, and do you know what? As well, even even away from home, they've not had any bad away result. I mean, they only just lost out in France to Catalans. Mm. Uh, I don't know. I can't remember who the other away the- game there was. To be honest, but. The big thing for Lee will come is if they get a few injuries and it'll test the depth of the squad. Yes, it will. You're that'll, right. That'll be the that'll be the the real test for them, I think. Yeah. But well done, well done. Yeah. Well, uh, moving on from there, we travel to Hull KR, where they just went down to Warrington, and it was Hull KR ten, Warrington eighteen. I mean, it's not a lot to say about this one, really. I think this was. I would say, as expected, 
Yes. We, we called this on the pod last week. Abdul was missing. We had a couple of out. Kenny Dowell was missing. We thought that Warrington would be too strong, but they put a good fight up. Yeah. Um, which is what Hulk KR did. And I think that Hulk KR this season are in that win one, lose one category. Yes. And Warrington have, again, propelled themselves again. And I'd be interested to see now when Warrington play one of the... Uh, the one of the other top teams, how they how they actually react to that, I think. Yes. Um, did you did you watch the 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 highlights of this game? Yes, I did. Just a little bit off topic, but what do you make of these blue lines on the pitch instead of white? I, I struggle to see where the you know the ten twenty thirty. It's all blue, and blue and yeah. green doesn't tend to. Stand out? No, was it was it in case there was snow on the ground? Was it was it because it was a forecast for snow or something? I don't know, but would you not go yellow? Don't eat yellow snow. No, <laughs> no, I mean yellow lines. <laughs> Surely you'd go something brighter. Why would you go dark? Um, because it shows that the, the, if the ground does get white with snow, that it's, it's traditionally that's what it used to be. Traditionally, that you would have blue lines on the pitch because oh, okay. it shows you the snow. So it might have been something to do with that. Oh, fair enough then. Well, if it was then. But I repeat, don't eat yellow. And don't eat blue snow. <laughs> if you're listening out there and you think, well, blue's a safer option, don't eat blue snow. Okay. All right. Words of wisdom. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Um, well, uh, that, I think you've pretty much summed it up there. Um, so we'll just we'll just move on from that. Um, and we go to our final game of the week. And it was Leeds 26 Wakefield nil, nil nil at half time again. Yeah, they were nil nil with Huddersfield last week. Yeah, and Huddersfield kept on nil mm. again. Yes, they did. Three three games on the trot is that where they haven't scored a point yet? It is. Salford away this week for Wakefield. Just get down there and get a drop goal. <laughs> Not first ten minutes, right? Get something on the board. Just anything. Don't don't care because it plays on your mind. Mm. It plays on your mind. Oh, we haven't scored this. We haven't got it. Just go down. Get a drop goal. Yeah. If you get a penalty, take two. Yeah. Just get the curse. Get, get yourself it. going. Get yourself yeah. in the habit of scoring. Get get it. Get in the habit of coming away from the post with some points. Well, again, uh, watching the highlights, the that is the. I think that's the only team that I could have seen. That broke up the middle of a defence, went one on one with the fullback, and still didn't manage to score. <laughs> yeah, he throws the ball behind him. What are you doing? I don't know. I think you know. In any other season, the way that Wakefield have started, you'd have gone absolutely doomed. Yeah, and, and at the minute, I don't think they are. No, no, I don't. I don't think they are. But that's mainly because of the way that, like, say, Castleford and Hull have, have shaped up so far. Yeah, at the minute, you're looking at one of those three, aren't you? Yeah. And it all depends who can scrape themselves, perhaps half dozen wins together from twenty odd to to maybe stay in the stay in the division. Yeah, the uh, it was nice to see uh, Harry Newman get a try on his return. He, he seemed very pleased with himself to cross the line. Yeah, and good and good for England as well. Yeah, good for England as well. He's he's a real standout talent, yes. and I think that's good if he can get. He's had been unlucky with injuries, and if he can get back to. The way he was before his first injury, with that promise that he was always showing, then yeah. um, that's brilliant for our, for uh, for the international game that yeah. doesn't exist. And he's a he's a big, but he's a big talent in he as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
he's he's a good player. Yeah. I mean, he's been around a couple of years now. By the time he's 38, we might be playing Australia again. So <laughs> we'll see how he goes on. <laughs> yeah, who knows? Well, that wraps up our Super League round four. And it's time for this. It's Bobby Stats of the Week. Hello. <laughs> Doing well with these buttons. Thanks. Okay. Fingers crossed so far. All right. What have we got? How many have we got this week then? Um, we've only got four this week. Four. That's, yeah. that's poor from Statland. It, it's yeah. It, it, there wasn't a lot really to go around with, but people are tuning in for these. <laughs> well, we've got. I think I've got four good ones. So. All right. Well, let's go then. All right. Okay. Uh, stat number one. Um, Demi Thomas of Hull KR women's team has broken the club's 118-year-old record for total points in a game. Okay. Uh, the old record stood at 53, and this weekend she scored 54 points in the game with 13 conversions and 7 tries. Right. 54 points was that? Yeah. I'm not being funny. LeBron James doesn't score that many. Shouldn't they stop the game halfway through to give it a trophy? <laughs> Everybody piles on to get some mum out and everything. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> LeBron doesn't score that many. Uh, what I will say, and I'm going to get in trouble for this, what I will say, different game. Yeah. So you brought the scoring record, you brought the scoring record for the women's team. That's what I would say. Yeah. Different game. It was a it was a club record, though. Yeah. That was the that was the Yeah, stat. but, yeah. yeah. Okay. 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 Uh, but well, but well done all the same. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah, well brilliant. Same. Yeah. Don't want to sound like some sort of dinosaur there. You know, really. <laughs> ah. <laughs> what was that? Baby T-Rex. <laughs> oh. Should be a jingle, that. <laughs> I'm not even going to go. I'm just going to move on. Cause... Yeah, go on. Oh. <sighs> Okay, stat number two. Uh, for the first time in the NRL era, after round two, no top eight team from the previous season is in the top four for this season. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it just shows how much it changes year on year, doesn't it? Yeah. Like that. And my team do, Mala. Is that the... Ty Dol- Dolphin. Dolphins. Dolphins. Ah, fins up. <laughs> fins up. All right, next stat. Uh, stat number three. Uh, Will Kennedy uh, has become the third fullback in 30 years to score a hat-trick for the Sharks. Excellent. And he is the first fullback since Brett Kearney in 2007. Wow. Really? Yeah. Think that would you for a fullback? No. Anyway, that's an interesting one. That. Yeah. And finally, to round it off, which you have already kind of mentioned, but I'll I'll break it down. Uh, Wakefield have gone two hundred and forty-eight minutes without scoring a point. The rugby league record is two hundred and seventy minutes set by the Cronulla Sharks in two thousand and fourteen. So Wakefield need to score in the first 23 minutes against Salford 
to to stay away from the worst scoring record. Drop goal in the first twenty three minutes. Yeah, drop a goal because let's be honest, that is a record that nobody wants. No, nobody wants. I know the answer to this, but I'm going to ask you anyway. Seeing as you asked me the other stupid question before, well, what do you know what the Super League record is? I actually don't. Oh, um, I couldn't. Know. I couldn't find the the Super League record start. Um, but I will. If there's anybody out there that that, that knows that the real the really knows stuff about stats, <laughs> then please, if you can let us know, we'd be grateful. Well, there's a Twitter page, the Rugby League Record Keepers. Yeah. Uh, if I. If I send a tweet to them, they they might have the record stat for me. I'm looking so. at Roy from Cass, they might know. Yeah, I will. Uh, I will definitely try and find it out because it'll be interesting to know. There you go. Right, and that rounds up the, <clears throat> the stats, stats of the week. Uh, a couple of good one, bad ones. Yes. Oh yeah. Um, I've got a couple myself. Okay, I'll let you go first, and let's go with any good ones. Any good ones? Yeah. Okay. Um, the good ones I've got, uh, the, I saw, I saw a tweet this week, um, that before the game against St. Helens this week, uh, Lee displayed a message on their electronic boards around the ground, congratulating them on their world champion victory. Classy. Yeah. I thought that was a really nice touch from Lee. Uh, and it softened them up. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) it did. But yeah, I thought it was a really nice touch from Lee and yeah, well done to them. I've only got one good one this week. Um, that was my only good one. <laughs> oh, I've only got one good one. Uh, I think you've got to congratulate, and we'll, and we'll touch on this later in the season, I, w- I would think, but um, congratulations to Sam Tompkins on a tremendous career. He's renounced his retirement at the end of the season. Yes, of course. Yeah. And it could mean that Super League could be losing two absolutely iconic players from the, from the league if James Robbie retires as well. Yes. And that's not been confirmed yet, but it looks all, for all yeah. intents and purposes, that'll be the case. So, Tomkins and Roby could be um, um, heading out, uh, heading out to retirement, but both of them with absolutely stellar careers. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think Tomkins, particularly for Super League, probably changed the way that fullbacks played the game as well. Yeah, I, I agree. Very um, much, very much more attacking because you know, obviously, started off as a as a six as well. Started off as a as a, as a he half. He did, yes, he did. Moved to fullback, um, and then changed the way you know played. Played as a half in the fullbacks, if that makes sense. So we're joining in and making the, you know, uh, making the extra man and things like that. I think he, he changed the way that modern fullbacks were played in Super League. So yeah, um, you know, well done, Sam. I think he's had a you know a stellar career. So fantastic. Yeah, definitely. So, um, a couple of bad ones. Yeah, I've got about four. Unfortunately, for it's this always week. the same, isn't it? I know. Go on, give us one then. Um, I've I've seen this week. Um, but actually, I'll start off with a different one. The I saw this week John Keir come out and make comments, um, okay. which started off a little bit funny and then got into a bit more serious. Uh, he stated that our game is twice as good as rugby unions. Well done, John. Yeah. Uh, however, he has said that the rugby union international game is absolutely spot on. They've nailed that every year, and for us as as a sport, we should basically follow suit because. We have no plans for our international games, and he's well, right. We've said that. They yeah. announced the Six Nations fixtures last week. Yeah. For next year, we haven't a clue who we're playing when. No. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So, yeah, I think he's done um, right there. But um, Bad one for me. Um, uh, disappointed not to see one of our regular guests, Andrew Foster, on Bradford Bulls pitch, bringing his own shovel. <laughs> <laughs> this week. Um did he not go down and help? I don't know, but, oh, but there's a few people did. There was shoveling away and 
Um, I did that. I did that a football ground in the eighties once. You know, did you? Yeah. Um, at Oldham Athletic. Okay. But I was playing for them at the time. Ah, right. I was in the youth team and I was playing for them, and uh, we all had to get shovels and so the first team match could get on, and they were, we were shoveling away with all these fans. <laughs> they all got tickets, and we just got laughed at. <laughs> Did you win the game? Can you remember? Oh, I don't think they did, actually. It was oh, a waste of time getting it that, on. That's a disappointment. If you're going to shovel the pitch, you've got to win, aren't you? Yeah. And then there was, like I said, there was no snow plows and anything. It was literally people with shovels getting the game on. There was no Mr. Plough or the Plough King. No. <laughs> no. That name again was Youth Team Player. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that was a bad one for me. Have you got any more bad ones? Uh, I have, yes. Um, we've already kind of covered this in the past, but... It just needs mentioning again. The absolute state of the Super League website, and again, it strikes again this week in the uh, Wigan and Catalans game, it had half the Catalans players in last season's kit. Mm. It had players with no pictures. It had Romain Navarrete in his Toulouse kit. Yeah. And Tom Johnston still plays for Wakefield. And yet... When you see football and they announce the teams and things like that, on so they're like walking towards you and like with like little dances and everything like that, aren't they? We can't even get that right on, a, on a, an official website. In football, they've not even signed for the club and they've already got the picture <laughs> taken with the kit. It, that was Paul Ince when he when he moved to when he moved away from West Ham. <laughs> it never never went down well. That um, yeah, but yeah, just just shocking. And as a as a professional sport and a professional website, get it sorted. I've just got one more bad one. Um, Featherton's chairman on a rant. Oh, this is amazing. I won't put up with this shit. <sighs> Rest assured, I won't put up with that. You don't want the chair. You, you don't need the chairman on your back like that or put it, like coming out with stuff like Do you know what? Do it internally. Yeah. Do it internally. If you're telling the coach and the players, got to improve, you've got to win. Don't put on social media that, well, I've seen this coming because we haven't improved since we beat a poor Keithley side. Exactly. And it, I love the way he spelt Keithley. It was like Keith as in the name Keith with L-E on with I L-Y didn't even see that. I was just like, yeah, with L-Y on the end. Keith, Keithley. Oh, dear. Like Keithley, yeah. Dear. Unbelievable. But yeah, it's just you don't just don't need that. Just How does that help? Yeah. It just doesn't. And I think that's the... That's the worst one of the week. That was my baddest one of the week. <laughs> I've got two more. Um, I've got two more. One's a, one's a quick... Well, both quite quick, actually, to be fair. Um, the first one is around the, the live stream of Hull and Salford. Mm-hmm. Again, you know, we've, we've spoken about this. Does it work? Does it not? Great idea. I don't know what the figures were like for that. I don't. I'd, I'd need to look. I'd, I'd need to look at the attendance in the ground as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but good idea. But... If you're announcing that this is a record-breaking thing for the sport, it's the first ever game live streamed, first ever live game live streamed, it has to be right. Yeah. And for the first eight minutes, Hull scored first, yet they were 4-0 down on the scoreboard. Mm. And for me, it's just... What, that's a simple thing. Why can you not get that right? I think that's where Channel 4 become the standout broadcaster. Yeah. Because they, they get the present the the presentation right, the commentary right, yep. the little things right, and the whole package I think has, has made them the standout broadcaster. I think at the minute. Yeah, and my last one, which is a, a really strange one, to be honest with you, um, 
And that is that Hulk IR have announced that they will no longer um, reveal the crowd attendance per game. They're going to do an average over the month of their games. I don't get that. Which is weird. I don't get that. It it baffles me. Surely you'd want to know how you can improve. Why would you want to do an average? Well, I mean, besides yourself looking better, obviously, but... Yeah. Just weird. I don't know. <clears throat> I just found that one really, really strange and... Yeah. Instead of HK, it might be HMRC. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> can we say that? No. <laughs> Alleged, allegedly. You just did? <laughs> yeah. No, I don't I don't know why they're doing that. That's just... Uh, it doesn't... just baffles me a bit, that. Yeah. So... Well, that wraps up good one, bad one. And... Yeah. We will move swiftly into this. You call that a knife? This is a knife. That's not a knife, that's a spoon. Yes, time for our NRL rundown. So, uh, we had uh, some good games this week. Starting off with the Thursday game, it was the Panthers 16, the Bunnies 10. Did you catch any of it? I didn't, know. It was a good game. A bit sloppy, but all right. Probably wasn't what you expected of uh, the two top teams. But uh, Then we moved on to the Eels 26, Sharks 30. Brisbane have started well. 28-16 win over the Cowboys. Uh, Roosters had 20, won, uh, won 20 points to 12 over the New Zealand Warriors. And good news for Roosters. They've just extended James Tedesco's contract to 2025. So... Good news for them. There was a, it was a bit up in the air with the uh, Suwali and Tedesco conflict, but it looks like they've stuck with their captain. Uh, then we come to the, the new boys who have gone two from two, the Dolphins 20, Raiders 14. And I am, I'm not saying this by any standard. However, a little mini stat here for you, Andy. The quickest team to be set up and win the NRL grand final was the Melbourne Storm. And they did it in just two seasons. The Dolphins are in the first season and two from two. Can they go on to win the grand final? Well, it's all on so far. There you go. So. No. No. Yeah. <laughs> uh, moving into the Melbourne Storm, it was the Storm 12, the Bulldogs 26. Stupid Gus. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, show Gus. (laughs) We don't like it when you win. No. Uh, The Tigers just fell to the Newcastle Knights, 14 points to 12. And the Dragons blitzed their way through the Gold Coast Titans, 32 points to 18. Okay. Couple of games to watch out for this week. Uh, Manly versus Parramatta. Could be a good game. And we have... The oldest rivalry in rugby... Oh, no. Sorry, they had to correct themselves. <laughs> yeah, they did. Uh, it's the Roosters v. the Bunnies. Ah, oh, right. Okay. So, keep your eye out for that one. Okay. And that is our NRL wrap-up. Thank you. You call that a knife? This is a knife. That's not a knife. That's a spoon. Right. And now... We are delighted to be joined 
by, as we said at the start, uh, the host of the Ramblings of a Saints podcast, uh, Johnny Lou. Uh, Johnny, how are we, mate? How are we doing? I'm very good, thank you. Good. Johnny, pleasure <laughs> pleasure to have you on with us. Uh, Bill, are, you, uh, are, you enjoy- are you enjoying the uh, podcasting world? Yeah, I haven't done one for a good couple of months, but I'm gonna I'm gonna get into the uh, into the swing of it. My last podcast was uh, just before the World Cup uh, World Club uh, World Cup final, so kind of need to get back into it. So I'm uh, I'm gonna record one this week. I think feel feel a bit more up to it Excellent. now. So uh, get into the swing of things. Ex- excellent yeah good to hear well we're going to have a we're going to have a little bit of a chat about um img because you're you're very much in the img corner aren't you johnny at the minute we're not oh, gonna get, very we're not, much so yeah right so we're going to have a chat about that um but just before that just introduce yourself to our listeners johnny just tell me a little just tell us a little bit about <laughs> your uh, your rugby league journey because you're um uh, you're a st helens fan aren't you yeah yeah massive st helens fan so i've been like Ever since I was a little kid, and um, like going to Nosey Road, and the, well, the first live game I remember actually wasn't a Saints game. It was a New Zealand Warriors and Melbourne Storm back in 2003. That's my very first memory of a live rugby league game. Okay, and um, I was over visiting family, but uh, my first Saints game that I roughly remember was the 75 nil drubbing of Wigan when I was a, a little. That was only like nine years of age at the time, but uh, well, eight. And um, I just remember just being there, and that was like my first proper falling in love moment. Um, good you want the other way. Good, good you went the other way around. Lee. You could have been a Wigan fan. <laughs> I know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it's, it's worse because I've, I've got a WM5 postcode. That's even worse. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> so safe to say, I uh, used to get the Mickey taken out of me for that. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Yeah. So, so I mean, me and that. Cool. Well, I was going to say. So the, the the last the last few years, though. I mean, you, you mean you've said that's the that's the first memory. So a lot of the a lot of the time you've um, in your lifetime you've been you've been uh, spoiled by a great deal of success, haven't you? Childhood was ruined by losing five grand finals in a row. What you want about? <laughs> <laughs> They've more than made up for that now, though, felt, haven't they? I've yeah. never felt, yeah, definitely. That's why we need to win this year to appease all uh, yeah. a lot of broken childhood. I like <laughs> and it's a good, lot of broken it's, men. It's, it's a good, it's a good it's reasoning. Same thing. I mean, when you think about yeah, exactly. it, I mean, when you think about it, the number of grand finals that Saints have been to compared to the number of Super League seasons is absolutely phenomenal, isn't it? Really, Joe, you know, win like or lose, or something, yeah, like that? something absolutely ridiculous, yeah. It's uh, it's it's absolutely Crazy. amazing, yeah. Um, but uh, as I said, the, the last few years have been um, very much on the up, haven't they? And you know, um, a, a very Saint, much. So a, you can't can't fault it. No, I say it's still the yardstick then for this season. Oh, absolutely. I've no no doubt about that. Um, we've had a little bit of a rough spell with the past two weeks with a bit of an ill discipline more than anything. Um, I think even Wellens has been very vocal on it. Um, I really don't get this outrage from a lot of social media posts asking for Wellens' head after he's already won as a trophy. Um, I've seen, you know, we, well, we've seen it back in 2020, didn't we, with Christian Wolf and yeah. he had a, an awful first five games in charge and next thing it was a, 
outrage and wolf out, wolf out. And then we had the, uh, obviously the breaking COVID and then everything happened how I thought it would and he turned us into a formidable machine more than anything and I think that machine will carry on rolling. It's just mm. a couple of teaming issues at the minute. Yeah. Um, I, I but mean, yeah, I think that'll, that'll come back into it this week, I think. Yeah, I mean, defend, I mean, you talk about that machine and, and the machine under Wolf was... Um, that that mean defence wasn't it, and that that's not really been as evident over the last couple of weeks, has it? Against the Leeds at home game and then the, the Lee away game. See, see, I, I I don't think so. I think that formula is still there, and um, you can see it with everything. It's just teams now. Every game Saints are going into is the other team's grand final yeah. because we had that much of a benchmark. Yeah. So you've seen it with the Castleford game. Uh, in the NRL a lot when teams come up against Penrith because of that narrow condensed defence they'll try to throw the ball about a lot more and you will find gaps um, it's all about the scrambling defence and how we cope and um, we were coping really well both against Lee in that first half and then we started losing men and then that scrambling defence once they throw it about it's a lot harder to contain so um, recipe is still there it's just trying to get that ill discipline out and then hopefully we can become that machine once more and I think we definitely will do. Yeah. So I'm really confident going into this year still. All right, fair enough. So you think they'll, um, I, I mean, I suppose in one way they couldn't have an easier, an easier, a better game, I suppose, to put it right against this week, against Hull at home, the way they've been playing. Thing is, they've just got no backbone. They've just got no grit and determination as soon as they concede a few points it's like the floodgates open yeah. so hopefully we can get into them early um, but give Hull a lifeline and they have the likes of Jake Clifford he can unlock a defence yeah. with anyone like he's so good um, but hopefully we can target Tectoy at the back because his defence is absolutely shambolic yeah. I said it when they signed him so yeah he's, well before <laughs> I, I you came on expect- before you came on, he's won the Wet Paper Towel Defence of the Week award. So, yeah, so, yeah we agree. That's very Yeah, That was awful, that tackle. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so, oh, brilliant. But, yeah, so hopefully, we'll go on and then we get the machine back. All right, thanks, Johnny. Um, well, let, let's, move on, let's move on to the IMG stuff because um, on your... Twitter account. You've been you've been quite vocal, haven't you, in your support for IMG? Very much so. Um, most of that has come mainly from the fact that the RFL and Super League has been crying out for an external voice, um, and this has only just been proven today by the appointment of the Tony Sutton. Oh, it's the fact that it's constantly an inward-thinking organisation, mm. and the fact that they brought IMG into it means that there's finally that external voice, someone out of the picture that can look at it and go, right, everything's there. We just need to kind of market it better. We need to sort of change the structure to make it what it was back in 2008. The only thing that I'm annoyed at is the fact that we had this recipe years ago. Yeah, we did. We had yeah. the way to look forward. And the fact that they only gave it four years why we're in this mess now so it's like we're, we're 15 years behind already yeah. so it's like we're, we're now having to bring these in because we need to play catch up on something that we shouldn't be playing catch up on 
That's why I'm so in favour of it, because the RFL have messed up that many times and Super League by their own agendas. So having someone on the outside come in, especially someone with a track record of IMD with obviously like the UFC and that. I know they've had a couple of, you know, bad um, bad ones as well with the likes of Speedway and stuff like that. But mm. I, I've just got a lot of optimism with the plans. Okay. And the fact that they're finally focusing on London and I hope they really tune in on London and do it properly because we've seen it over the, what, 20 years that they were in and out of Super League that it hasn't really been handled well and managed well um, by the by the RFL. I think I think we can if we can have someone marketing it well in them areas, especially now with obviously rugby union. Um, there's a lot of people becoming disillusioned with them, especially at amateur level with the new rules. Mm. And if we can target that demographic in that area, I think it could it could explode. And yeah. um, yeah. So I'm a, I'm a real, real advocate of them. I, I think, I but mean, from my we point... We shouldn't be in this position. No, I mean, from my point of view, which is what I was going to say to you, that about the, the position that we've found ourselves in. I mean, there's been so many years of mismanagement at the top of the RFL board or uh, the, the, the top of the tree, so to speak. Um, and, and it's not a new thing for us. We, we tried consultants in the, um, uh, in the 70s that didn't work. We tried... Uh, we had businessmen running the, the game in, when the chief exec was uh, David Howes in the 80s and the 90s. Um, yeah. And then we had obviously the, the big breakaway with Super League and, and all this sort of stuff. And I, I don't think it's been something that's been... Uh, it, this isn't... And my concern is, is is it more of the same? Is it? That's my concern, that we've made a complete dog's dinner of it for so many years that... Why would this be any different? And and I, and I think I struggle to get my head around that first and foremost. I think. Um. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think you, you everyone is right to have doubts about it, and um, and that's why I think. I think you have. I have that doubt in me, of course, but I think I'm just happy to see movement from the outside because in my lifetime, it's always seemed to be inward thinking it's always seemed to be self-interest especially with clubs and directors at the RFL mm. um, and like I said before we're still seeing that with obviously the appointment of Tony Tun I just I just like that external voice um, I also like the fact that they're, um, they're finally looking at rebranding Super League and I think that's something that Super League's needed since the blow up of the women's football yeah. more than anything. I think yeah. we needed to we need to break away from that. I think ERL is the only way forward if we can get the right uh, uh, to it. And when, um, you, and when you think that Super League's been in existence since, what, 1996, it's absolutely ridiculous that women's football be, can overtake, yeah, but, yeah, overtake in such a short but, space of time, you know, with that branding. Exactly. But what's annoying me is they can't have had, like, a trademark on that. They can't afford the trademark rights for Super League or whatever because even football, when they were on about their big Super League, everyone was tweeting the Super League Twitter account. But it's like Rugby League should have been jumping yeah. on that bandwagon and they should have been replying to tweets, making memes, making jokes about it and going, it's not us, we're a different and stuff like that. Yeah. It's like they're constantly ignorant with what 
modern mm. ways of thinking there is. And it's like with marketing, especially, I think, what was that high-end G survey? And it was like, they were happy with the board and stuff, wasn't it? Yeah. Like, yeah. the biggest problems in rugby league, and it was like, the running of it in the yeah. organisation was low. It's I was like, how yeah. many fake accounts how many fake accounts from the RFL had to do <laughs> to create that to survey? That. Because yeah. there's no way, there's no way on earth that is the bottom thing and problems with that fans think about. There's absolutely no way. No. I, I refuse to believe it. Yeah, I mean, we made a massive mistake early on. I mean, we, we even give away the, 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 uh, the word rugby to rugby union. Yeah. You know, we, we actually so we give, still... away, we give away the word rugby, which is the game. It's, just, it's incredible. You know, they they don't even turn themselves rugby union; they just turn themselves rugby. It's it's it's, it's ridiculous. We've allowed it to happen. Yeah. It's not like oh, the media's against us. There's, there's a bit for that, but it's like we've allowed that to happen. We've allowed yeah. for it to fester. We've allowed for all of this failure yeah. and this decline. I mean, you look at where rugby league was back in two thousand and five, two thousand and six. It was on a lot higher pedestal to what it is now. Yeah. In my in my personal opinion, because like Saints won what team of the year at BBC Sports Personality. Yeah, uh, I think Daniel Anderson won Coach like of that. the Year and things like that. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, that's that's heard of now. Yeah, I know they slightly changed the structure yeah. of how that award's given, but that just shows that like the decline of the sport and the fact that the the most publicity the sport gets is mainly through. It's charity work and fundraising. Mm. Yeah. I and mean, not the actual sport itself, which is a, a good thing, don't get me wrong, but like, seems to be the only time it's mentioned. It's never mentioned anything else. Saints won the World Cup Challenge and you wouldn't even know about it over here, really. No, and if it, if it gets that, that media profile, then then good. My, my concern with IMG um, is this. Just bear with me a minute, because... Um, IMG was formed, I, I I used to do a bit of work on sports consultancy, so IMG were always like the flagship of it, um, being the big American yeah. company. And they, they were invented by a guy called Mark McCormack um, in the 60s. Um, so a little story about Mark McCormack as well, that was, um, they started off as, as player agents, that was their big, that was their big, yeah. their big thing. And he, he was famous in the first instance for signing up um, Jack Nicholas, Arnold Palmer, and who was the other one, Gary Player, um, as a big three. And he signed them as, as their agent. But what he used to do then when it was as they got known from then, he'd br- he'd bring somebody in. So say he brought say he brought you in, Johnny, right, for a meeting. Yeah. On that first meeting, he would never ever ever discuss any opportunities, any terms, anything like that. What he would do he would find out as much as he could in that meeting about you. And he would find yeah. out whether you were married, what your parents were like, everything everything like that. And if you were married, when you got home, there would be a massive box of chocolates and a, and a massive bouquet of flowers there for your wife at the door when, before you'd even got home. And then what yeah. happened then? The, the wife would say, what a great guy. You need to go with him. And that's what he would do. And the next time, right. and what he would do after that meeting, he would he would make a list and he'd have a card on you with all your info on. Your wife's name, kids' names, everything like that. So when you come in for your second meeting, he would do his prep before that and he'd say, 
how Johnny? How's how's Susie? How's little Johnny? And you go, well, he's remembered all that. That's great. And that's how they built a business on that. Anyway, that's just bad. Mm-hmm. Right. Sorry, that was just like that was me rambling on. But that was but that was how that was how they started to build the business. And then from there, they went on to media, they went on events, and they own they own a lot of events. And they own a lot of events in, in individual sports, like tennis, for example, and golf. And yeah. if you look at tennis as an example, they have a um uh, when they have wild cards in the events at tennis, wild cards only go to IMG clients because IMG own the event. Right. So it's all, it, it's all, there's a lot of stuff in the, in the background behind it. And I just wonder, I mean, we tried to get Eddie Hearn involved, didn't we, at one time, a few years ago. Yeah. And, and I just wonder whether this is all smoke and mirrors. And my concern with IMG is that it's not about publicity. It's not about media power. It's about the way that IMG work. To me, it's about control. And that, that is what worries me a little bit. Also, in the same instance, makes me a bit happy because it means the RFL loses a bit of control. Because honest yeah. to God, they, over the years, I just got no trust in them. Yeah. So, and the appointment of Tony Sutton, even more so. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. On it. They're in a profit share now, so they want to make the sport as big as possible to make more money for the sport yeah. to pump back into the game, and also more money for them. So you know what? Let them have it. Okay, I mean, <laughs> that's no, what no. I say. And that, hey, do you know what? That's a, that's a fair point. You know, I, I I get that. I just worry that we're giving it all over. But I understand where you're coming nah. from completely. Yeah, I do. I do get that bit. Do you have any trust in the RFL? No. So let me let me move on to the RFL. <laughs> <laughs> right. On on that though, I mean, you've got an, you've got a super league board that's made up of all these chairmen, and I, and I know you can say they're selfish, but they're big businessmen. They should have more acumen than this to to get this right. Anyway, that's another that's another. Discussion. Yeah, but should, yeah, but yeah, but well, another problem with that is is like like we had back in the day with uh, when the first licensing came into it is you've got clubs not spending enough on the playing squad to make the sport better and improve the quality. So you have that as well. So the sport has just been in decline. You look at Wakefield now, they're playing the squad. They're, they were in profit last year. Great. Yeah. But that's because they're not spending enough on the playing squad and now they're probably going to go down. Yeah. So it, you've got you've got them all constantly fighting for their own individual battles. There's no unity. And if IMG creates unity by just saying, look, this is what happens, then great. This is how you make your sport better. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah, because no, I think right. we need them outlined. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. I'm being convinced, but it's fair enough. But you know, like the, um, <laughs> but like the RFL. So last year we got, I think, about twelve million pound in Sport England money to, um, yeah. um, to develop the game. Now, yeah, again, I've I've already I'm already aware that I've sounded like some sort of dinosaur on the pod earlier on, right? But <laughs> so that that money, I think, there's twelve million pound just uh, gone in uh, from Sport England. I know in the past, right, yeah. all these, all the figures for Sport England, they're all about participation figures, right? Yeah. So I know they're all about po- the participation. If you don't meet your participation figures, then you have to give part of the money back at certain at certain points in that five-year agreement, right? right? Well, my concern with the, with the Rugby League is this. So most of the funding then goes on d- uh, disaffected communities, because on the women's game, because on the wheelchair game, etc. 
right? That's that's yeah. great, and I don't want to sound like I'm any anti of those things. I'm not. This is. I, I just want to. I just want to put it out there. If the top end of the game, if the men's the, the men's super league and the championship, etc., that is the absolute flagship of rugby league. That is what attracts everybody yeah. to play rugby league, right? If yeah. that isn't right, then the others are insignificant. There's no, you can't build everything else underneath if if your if your flagship model is awful. So that's very yeah, exactly. You know, it's it, very like trickle down economics, really, isn't it? it that's like that's having that. That's like saying, right? Let's say, let's take Wakefield for example. That's like Wakefield <laughs> having, example. right? But let's say Wakefield's <laughs> reserves are absolutely storming the a reserve league, winning every game, eighteen, yeah, right. All their under sixteens, under eighteen, all their academy stuff, absolutely top notch. They're world champions in the academy. They've gone over to Australia. They've beat Penrith. They've done yeah. all this, right? It's insignificant to Wakefield fans if Wakefield's first team is rock bottom. Yeah. And and, and it's Yeah, the, yeah, you're right. It's the same sort of thing. And this is where I think that we have a real this is where we have a real problem. And this is underneath all the IMG stuff. So I think yeah. on that where the biggest difference between us and Australia is the amount of players playing at the bottom end of the pyramid. Oh, massively, massively. You you only look at Western Sydney like the biggest catchment area because it's got the high. I think it's the highest population playing rugby league with the amount of teams they've got. Yeah, and uh, you can only see that with like the youth youth side. Yeah, with like Penrith, I think they won every single trophy in like New South Wales Cup, the Jersey Flag Cup, and all that. And that's just because they've got literally the pick of the bunch. Yeah. There. Yeah. Um, and that's that's mainly due to a funded, yeah, spread of funded. Um, whereas, like, it's just we need just to to, to find that sort of model to yeah. do that, and the RFL never really have. No, but, but you think how how long would we leave been going in this country? It's never been banned like France. No, it's you not. know, yeah, it, it's it's got no real excuses. Yeah. They, they love the yes as a media agenda but you can fight through that especially with local communities and you can get that message like look at Liverpool right Saints could do so much more to entice more people from Merseyside yeah. to come to the ground when the likes of Catalan are there why not go into Liverpool City Centre schools go yeah. to like the year fives where it's like that and go look there's a free ticket for you and your parent or guardian yeah. come down free ticket um, come watch the game and all it takes is for one good game to get them hooked yeah. that's all it takes for a lot of individuals yeah because um, yeah, Wigan, right, Wigan did a promotion last week against Catalan didn't they where you could bring a, uh, you could bring a friend for free I think didn't they yeah because they were yeah, playing but Catalan Wigan, but yeah to Wigan fans why not entice external audiences why not go into Manchester you know Manchester it's got a train link yeah, just, just can, Johnny, just you let me can, stop you, you. Johnny, so much let me Johnny. stop you there. No, sorry, just thinking, after the last couple of pods, you can't use the word entice. That's all I'm saying to you. <laughs> 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 it's, 
yeah, I, think, I think my rock's in that back room over there. Yeah, so all right, I'm, yeah. just gonna, I'm just going to go back to my rock. I won't be a minute. No, sorry, Johnny. Carry on, mate. It's, uh, yeah. yeah. You can't oh, use the word. You can bring them people into it. Like, you've done all the publicity when they got to the grand final back in 2019 yeah. and you mouth sold for fans that rocked up. Why didn't they? Like, where are they now? I know it's slowly growing. Yeah. But like they have twenty five thousand people there. Yeah. Need, now need, they've got they yeah. can't even scrape five thousand. And it's like that with everyone. Wigan especially, you look at their attendance figures yeah. the past few years, how they went from like eighteen thousand to thirteen, eleven thousand. And yeah. Come on, you can do more as clubs and the RFL. That's right. We need, you're right. And we need a better club structure, junior club structure. We need we need a better coaching yeah. structure. Well, you know. I, I know a lot of uh, a lot of the professional outfits aren't happy with the reserve league. It's like when we got rid of that, yeah. that just broke everything apart, and now Absolutely. we're trying to rebuild that as well. Yeah, so everything's a rebuild job with rugby league, and that's what annoys me and annoys a lot of fans. Is like we seem to just get rid of things a too early or just on a whim, yeah. and then realise, hang on, we shouldn't have done that. Bring it back. It's like now, like the reserves play every two weeks, and the junior lads play every week well, every other week as well yeah. on the opposite but your reserves are just basically a youth team plus your fringe players yeah. so then your fringe players are having to go on dual registration for the championship for that yeah. other week so they can't build partnerships so you've got sixes and sevens and halfbacks that's why we struggle with halfback development in this country yeah. because they're only playing every other week because they can't play thingy and, and, and it's harder to do a dual reg because you need a partnership with your six and your seven and your nine and your spine team it's like it's hard for us to develop young, good halfbacks yeah. in this system. We need proper reserve system in place. We need a proper youth system in place yeah. in every single club. We need to look at that elite academy structure. That's a joke. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like everything just seems to be with the RFL and they just don't seem to combat these issues. Yeah. I think you could put half of rugby league Twitter in charge of the RFL and they do a better job than what the <laughs> RFL are actually doing. Depends which half of Twitter you put in charge. Well, yeah. Yeah, it does to be How many good ideas do you see on it? And it's like, it's simple stuff. Yeah. No, that's right. You're not doing it. You're businessmen. You're meant to be there. And instead, they're just too busy lining their own pocket. Yeah, that's right. That's all they ever do. Yeah. So... Yeah. Well, yeah. Look, just I'm, I'm conscious of time, and we need to. Um, uh, we yeah. need to. I'm conscious of letting you go. No, no, exactly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just briefly, then, just for the last few seconds, just tell us around what what are your hopes then with IMG over the, over the coming months and years over that? Then, uh, what what would you want to see from them then? I hope to see um, more consulting, yep. not with clubs. With bands, okay. Um, I'd like them to do a follow-up on that um, survey they did. To be honest, because a bit more in depth, rather than just look what teams do. I'd like that um, because they keep going on about the community field on how they want to keep it. Yeah. So I think to do that would be good. I'd like them to basically current structure that we have. Um, long-term future for not just the Super League or whatever it'll be called, but the Championship and League One. I'd like them to really create their own individual competitions rather than just 
relying constantly on promotion and relegation. I'd like them to market them to as a sole outlet for TV rights. I'd like them to hopefully get every single game televised because that's the only way we grow the sport through getting it on the telly and more eyes on screen. And the moment clubs realise that money is and not bums on seats is where we can finally grow as a sport. So I'd like to see that. I'd like to see them have a word with the NRL to have one rule book yeah. between yeah, both definitely. continents because it's a joke. Yeah. The fact that we have to go off two rule books, the fact that the NRL have only just brought in 11-day protocols two, two games into the season, that's a bit of a joke. That should have been in any way. Um, when the international rules had it, when we have it. Um, so I'd like to see that. And more importantly, um, I'd like to see I'd like to see them. I'd like to see adverts on telly. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I'd like brilliant. to see. I'd like to see more more communication as well, um, more than anything okay. with um, the, the future plans and the long term future because that's more important. I want to see a twenty year plan, not a two month plan. Yeah, <laughs> like the NFL normally do. Well. So, I'll tell you what, mate, when you put it like that, it all seems rather simple, doesn't it? So, yeah, let's let's, let's hope it goes that way. So, <laughs> keep it simple. Yeah, brilliant. No, listen, but, yeah. listen, Johnny, thank you so much for coming on, mate. I really appreciate your time and, and just, your, right, your, just your energy and your passion for the game. And I just, and I, and I hope you're right. I mean, I'm in that, I'm in that sort of like, oh, you know, another, another consultant, another, Another dark, uh, another smoke and mirrors thing. But I, and I hope you're right, and I, I really do. And I hope we can push the game on forward yeah. to where it deserves. So, so do I. Uh, but so. listen, obviously, well, yeah. we'll, we'll keep an eye on this, and hopefully, we'll we'll uh, uh, we'll get you back on soon. Yeah, definitely. And I'll be recording a couple of my own podcasts, hopefully, in the next couple of weeks. So that's the ramblings of a saint. Excellent <laughs> little promo. Absolutely, any any time, mate. Yeah, give it a listen, and uh, especially <laughs> especially if you're a Saints fan. So brilliant. So, listen, thank you so much for coming on, mate, and we will uh, speak to you soon. No problem, speak to you soon. Thanks, Johnny. Thanks, Johnny. Well, thank you very much to to Johnny for that. That was a, a fantastic interview. Really, um, a lot of passion, a yeah. lot of energy, um, really cares about the game. Yeah, he does, you can um, tell. And he was on the verge of convincing me about IMG there. Was he really? Well, on the verge, but on yeah, verge. That's, that's a bit strong. Yeah, I know. I just hope I've seen it all before, and I hope he, I hope he's right, though. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, um, we now move in to this. New new bry, <laughs> new new bry. <boy. laughs> <laughs> Are we okay, mate? Bry's new jingle is the Pingu song. <laughs> Stage three of Scouse is ping, the Pingu. Is the Pingu. <laughs> Amazing. For those who don't know, oh, they know, um, Bri. They know, yeah, Bri. We, we we talked about it at the beginning. Yeah, they know. They know. They know. Oh no! I'll put the video up. <laughs> 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 oh. Anyway, um, anyway, on to business. If it's not used to, and it's not the other half, I don't know who is. 
you, you can go better yeah. places to get insulted than here, can't you, Brian? Not really, because you get it Fair enough. I want to see a video of Bryce shushing a penguin. <laughs> He's done a pigeon. Exactly. Now we need the penguin. Exactly. Oh, hey, I'm, I'm, off, I'm off up to Blackpool soon. I might go to the zoo. Yeah, yeah, you've got a good <laughs> penguin exhibit down there. Exhibit. Yeah, I might do pen- that. You don't have an exhibit at a zoo. Yeah, you do. Yeah. Well, what do you call it then? An enclosure. <laughs> It's an ex- oh, it's the same thing. A penguin exhibit. It's the same thing. Deary me. Anyway, let's get on with the prediction league. It's the same thing, whatever. Right, Bri. Well, how, how do we how do we go on? And who's who's on well, this week? Give us a bit of info. On this week, we have um, for Cashboy, Catalan Victoria, Huddersfield Nathaniel, uh, Hull FC, Outlawed Rugby League, Hull KR, Joseph, Leeds, Eddie, Lockpod Eddie. Uh, Lee, the ladies, uh, Salford, Phil, Saints, we've got David Bainsbach, Wakey, down at Bellevue, um, for Waddington, uh, Lou Swire, and for Wigan, Johnny, and this week, representing the Insiders, we have Dech Roberts of Wigan Wheelchair, formerly of England, he's retired um, in the last couple of weeks from uh, International Wheelchair Rugby League, but also, I've got him on because I started a wheelchair rugby league this weekend absolutely yes so yes welcome deck and well again because he's not uh he's not a newbie is he? it's not his first rodeo is it no no it's about his fifth i think yeah exactly so uh, yeah welcome <laughs> welcome back deck as always yes is there any change to the leaderboard before we start this week Bray? we don't need to know that. yeah uh, 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 andy moved up a couple of places but it's oh. still only six points off bottom oh. um catalan pulled away um, with uh, one of a couple of spot-ons. They got actually the Catalan results spot-on last week. Um, we had a couple who got um, Warrington spot-on as well. Um, and the top six includes Callum, myself and Bobby. And if Bobby had got an extra bonus point for his uh, honesty, he might have actually been above me, but now oh. it makes it even better. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, good decision. Right. <laughs> All right, where are we off to, th- where are we off to first, Brian? First up is Castleford for Leeds on Thursday, which is on Sky at eight o'clock. I think we've already wrapped this this up in in previews. Castleford look poor; they don't look like improving. And I think that that win against St Helens for Leeds has really kicked that their season. And I see it continuing again this week. And I'm going to go Leeds by eighteen. Uh, of course, we are without Callum, as we already said. So Callum has gone Leeds by sixteen. Okay, and I'm going Leeds by 20. I've gone Leeds by 14, and we've only got two people who've gone for Cass. Um, one is Roy, um, stick and loyal, and the other is uh, Joseph from Hotel. Yeah, okay. Where to next, Bri? Next up, next up, uh, Friday, quarter to eight kickoff, Huddersfield v Wigan. Um, well, I've said that we said before Huddersfield looking better every week at the minute. Mm. So I'm I'm going to go Huddersfield. Um, I think at home, I think they've looked better. Um, yeah, I'm going to Huddersfield by 10. Okay. Uh, I think Wigan bounced back this week. Uh, and I've gone Wigan by four. And so has Callum in Wigan by eight. I've joined Callum in going Wigan by eight. 
Um, Wigan fan Johnny has gone Wigan by four also. Um, we do have four others who've gone for Huddersfield, including two Huddersfield by two, including Nathaniel has okay. gone for Huddersfield by two. Got it. So it's only three, really, because that means they're going to win. <laughs> so. Where next, Bry? Uh, the game on Sky on Friday at 8 o'clock, St. Helens v Hull FC. Yeah, uh, I think, again, um, pretty much what we said earlier on, Hull do not look good these days. Their defence is poor, and I think Saints, now more than ever, really need that, that, that win uh, just, to, just to settle it again. And uh, I think they'll get it this week quite comfortably. I've gone Saints by 18. Um, yeah, I, exactly the same for you said. I think they'll they'll need to get it right this week, Saints, and I think they'll do it by thirty six. Wow. Okay. And Callum has gone Saints by fourteen. I've gone Saints by twelve, and we have a clean sweep for Saints. Oh, hold on, Chief and Outlawed the League has gone Saints Helens by six. Bad times. For and our there. Saints fan has gone Saints by twenty. Okay. No surprise there on the clean sweep. I've got to say. Yeah. Next one, Bry. Warrington Feely, also on Friday at 8 o'clock. Um, I, do, I don't think this will be as tough as people think. I think Lee have had a really good start. I think they might find this another, I think they might find a hurdle too far. Uh, Warrington playing well. So I'm going to go Warrington 16. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I think they'll make it a little bit closer than that, though. I think Warrington by 10. And Callum has gone Warrington 18. And I've joined Callum and Golan Warrington by 18. And we have one who's gone for Lee, and it's not our Lee fan. Okay. Um, our Catalan fan, Victoria's gone Lee by 12. Mm. Our Lee fan has gone Warrington by 12. And we have a draw predicted. Who's done that? Oh, dear. Our Hull FC fan outlawed rugby league. <laughs> his predictions are about as good as his team at the minute. <laughs> I knew you'd said Eddie was on this week from the lot pod, but I actually thought it was going to be Jordan. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Okay. Uh, Where next? Uh, Saturday, uh, five o'clock kickoff, uh, UK time for Catalan T Hull KR. Yeah. um, I just, I I think, unfortunately, the, the, the injuries have started to already start for Hull KR. And I think. Catalans have started this season really well. I just can't see Hulkar going to France and overturning them. And I've gone Catalan by 12. And Callum has gone Catalan by 10. Um, I'll quickly change that to you, Catalan by 14 then. I've gone Catalan by 22. And we know why Catalan have started well. Because somebody has predicted them to come second bottom of the league. <laughs> Anywho. Um, we have one who've gone for Hull KR. And that is our Hull KR fan, Joseph. who's gone Hull KR by 18. Our Catalan fan's gone Catalan by 16. Okay. And we should have one more match? Sunday, 3 o'clock, Salford v Wakefield. Um, not an... An awful lot to say on this, I think, at the minute. I can't see anything happening out of the ordinary on this, so I'm going to go Salford by 22. But I hope it's not 22 nil. I hope it's like, <laughs> tw- at least if it's 24-2 or something, you know, please. Yeah. You know, but uh, yeah, uh, but Salford by 22. 
Yeah, I agree with you. I think we've pretty much wrapped it up that that Cass, Hull and, and Wakefield's defence are, are the big key points and uh, I think Salford's free-flowing a tackle will strike again and I've gone Salford by 24. Callum has gone Salford by 26. I've gone Salford by 20. Um, we do have a Wakefield and it's by our Lee fan who's gone Wakefield 14. Right. Our Salford fan has gone Salford by 24, Phil, although he did put 160 initially. <laughs> <laughs> and our Wakefield fan down at Bellevue. Uh, oh, Salford know. by 40. Oh, he, he seems to have given 40? Up. I know, I was reading some of his tweets this week and stuff, and he seems to have given up a little bit. Oh, no. 40, though, that's... That is that is a big give up. I know. Come on, Wake, you get your act together. He can come and join me under my rock for, <laughs> for the uh, leak on that. So brilliant. Well, good luck to one and all in that. Yes. Um, and uh, especially me, because I need some points. <laughs> but yeah. So, uh, Bry, as usual, thank you to for the work you do, and thank you to all our uh, insiders. Uh, for coming on, and all our fan, all our representatives, uh, we appreciate each and every one of you. So, um, I think, unless there's anything else from you, Bri, I think that just about wraps us up. Uh, only if you've got some fish for me to feed on. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note, I think we'll leave it there, won't we? Yes, we will. So, uh, if you're going anywhere this weekend, enjoy your rugby league. Uh, stay safe and enjoy the game from all of us here at the Loose Forward Podcast until next week it's goodbye bye bye